here from DJ Aussie Apes, bringing you another weekly sesh on all things crypto and NFTs. Let's go. It's the money. GM, GM. How are we? How are, How we? are we? Yeah, we're good. Excited. Yeah. Excited to be on. Clement O. Yeah. Oh, shit. We got an exciting podcast for you guys today, man. We got Clement on board. I'm telling you, Shane, when we were sitting outside and we were listening to some of these stories, it's it's this is the one to tune into. So 100%. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, just to see here, you know, growing up, I guess, in the Sydney scene and meeting more and more people in Web3, seeing their individual success, seeing them transcend and do things that was thought about before, but was it really possible? And, I mean, my friend, you're a testament to this and we're really excited and really gracious and thankful that you've made the time to come out here man it's much appreciated yeah, big props yeah. big props it's a big drive out to where we are <laughs> you came you hung out you ate garlic and wog food yeah how's it feel <laughs> oh i mean you guys have been amazing hosts like oh, it's man, been thank you beautiful time outside so appreciate it man yeah. much appreciated much love i love in this scene just that instantaneous connection uh we met you just the other day at the nft was it the NFT Sydney collab, NFT Melbourne, Future, Future Art. Art? Yeah, it was yeah. like an after party type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we met yeah. there and uh, shout out to James Rowdy. I mean, yep. much Rowdy. love, Rowdy. Rowdy. Uh, introduced <laughs> us and I remember meeting you and he pretty much said like, Shaheen, this is Clement. Um, quick rundown on, you know, literally that micro pitch on like, this is who you are, this is who Shaheen is. And I was like, man, we'd love to have you on and nothing but love and you've come on straight away and it's so appreciated because you're off next week to uh yes america yeah yeah so flying out on wednesday we'll be there a bit early but nft nyc is happening uh later in june which is going to be super hype yeah Uh, man that's gonna be insane (laughs) tell us how how you feeling are you so you must be Uh, so excited i am so excited it's gonna be so awesome just seeing the global crypto nft community come together in one place for probably the biggest nft event in the world right now Mm. so um it's going to be fun hanging out partying with them getting to know them uh and you know seeing what they're djing into and all that kind of stuff as well (laughs) man you know know, as soon as you come back as soon as you come back man you need to jump on this podcast again and tell us all the goss how it was yeah. I mean, uh, what's on the what's on the list? Like, what what events are you in your mind going to? Like, yeah, we need to go to this. What what are you looking at doing over there? Yeah, so there hasn't been, as far as I know, like a full schedule come out yet. So I'm kind of still waiting to see that. Um, but there are something like a thousand plus speakers at the event, spread across like five or six different hotels. Oh wow! Um, so it's going to be a nightmare just to figure out what to go to. Yeah, <laughs> um, that will be the first challenge. Mm. Um, I think there'll be a couple of parties as well if you own the nfts you can get in um but we'll just have to see how that plays out might have to flash loan some nfts to get into some of these but we'll see and i heard i yeah. heard i heard because yeah. i was on it a while ago about two weeks ago if you hold a magic eden pass they're having their own yacht party and everything oh, wow. they're doing a special okay bears really oh, yeah that's a bit of alpha, they're going cheap they're about two souls so you two get one of those soul. wow yeah. okay look into that. that that's sold today yeah, yeah. so you know it's definitely cheap <laughs> <laughs> man yeah. that's so exciting out of curiosity yeah. i mean who are you flying with so i'm going there by myself because i'm going quite early but i'm going to be meeting quite a few immutable there as well so i think we have quite a few maybe more than 10 immutables going um Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be really really cool yeah as you know we're quite big in the nft space yes uh so yeah like i think because your background's so interesting man yeah (laughs) grown up in new zealand came from malaysia grown up in new zealand as we're talking about before yeah when did you come into sydney so just maybe close to a year and a half now in sydney oh, wow yeah 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 it's fresh so what so made you jump fresh. across the pond uh so there were not many crypto opportunities or web3 opportunities back in new zealand um there were a couple of companies some rumors going around you know like maybe not the best place to join as well but oh, wow. um yeah coming into sydney like you know blockchain was at the top of my list in terms of like companies i want to work for uh at the time it was it was immutable there they reached out a couple of times and yeah, like, you know, that's, that was the main thing I wanted to go for, but no one really knew Immutable at the time. It was quite a small company gaming studio, really, because the protocol hadn't come out at that mm. stage. 
And yeah, it was kind of a hard decision to make at the time. So um, yeah. That's pretty sick because the first I heard of Immutable was through an NFT, High Rise Creatures. Yeah. Oh, yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. So that's how far back I started learning about Immutable and then the marketplace yeah. and then the land drops that they had, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. before we get too far into it, man, how about you yeah. give us like your little bit of a bio, a rundown, <laughs> like not so much yeah. the school days and the shit that happened there. So what happened yeah. after school? How would you go down this path? Some of the listeners might want to follow you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you fall into it? Not fall into it, but how would you get into it, right? Yeah, so, I mean, like, not to go too far back to high school, but, like, you know, short story on uni was was doing law and commerce, dropped out of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw a few friends in the tech space creating value for their customers, and they were really close, and I was like, I want to do some of that. Was non-technical at the time, mm-hmm. so got in, um, tried to build free prototypes with technical founders, but it didn't quite work out because, you know, it turns out when you don't pay people, you don't get the best talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, at, at some point, you know, I had to just learn it for myself. That's how I got to software engineering. Yep. Uh, you know, I couldn't go back to uni, um, spend like five years studying that. So I was like, okay, what is another way I can do to cut that learning curve? Uh, so I went out, built some apps for businesses and said, hey, I will build this thing for you next week. I had no idea how to start. Typical entrepreneurial promises, yeah. you know, and then uh, every week I'd grind at 18, 20 hour days to figure out how to deliver what I just promised them. So you're self-taught on how yeah. to build apps. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty crazy. insane to go from. Uh, so the grind is real. Yeah. Listen up out there, everybody. Self-taught, yeah, yeah. making apps. The grind is real. Don't tell me you can't make yeah. something out of life. <laughs> Amen. Right. Yeah, it's, That's it's insane. insane to go from, you know, not knowing code at all to then yeah. working on the next gen Immutable X platform and protocol like that that's just Man, i still can't leap. believe you know like Man, it's you started off with law and commerce yeah 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 because <laughs> this is yeah. an interesting thing because we're talking about this off air um mm. coming from you know uh immigrant parents and things like that where they sacrifice a lot and going to do law and commerce yeah. i mean that- the parents are happy excited yeah. i know when my sister was doing uh or her masters and my mom's over the moon when you came to break to them, I mean, uh, listen, I want to, I'm going to drop out of this. There's something else I want to do with my life. How yeah. was that received uh, by your parents? Because a lot of, I think a lot of people have that fear of stepping out and yeah. how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like there was a lot of tension between me and my parents for a good like six or more months. Uh, so every conversation we'd have over dinner or lunch or something, the topic of going back to university and completing my degree would always come up and it would always infuriate me, right? Because it's like, you don't believe you're not supporting what I want to do. And so what really changed that whole situation was like maybe six months later, um, I was like, hey, you know, change the conversation. So instead of coming from like a place of frustration and kind of like feeling hate towards my parents for not supporting me, I was like, hey, look, um, you know, flipping that conversation and saying, hey, I, I understand that you, you love me and you want what's best for me and this is the best way you know how to get a successful life, you know, through uni, get a degree and a nine-to-five job. And then I said, hey, like, this is what you want to do and I can feel your love, but uh, this is what I have to do regardless. Um, and so this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I want to do and this is what will make me happy. Um so once you flip that conversation and acknowledge their love, um, instead of trying to say like, oh, you don't love me, you don't support me, coming from that place of like hatred, um, mm-hmm. it started to change things um, and it got better from there. Uh, and then as you make more and more milestones happen, like um, when I built the app, I got to a stage where I demoed it in front of like 500 people. Uh then they can start to see that, hey, this person has potential in this new area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can start seeing that you're not going to end up on the street because <laughs> you're making things happen. Um, so it takes a while for them to start the acceptance phase. Um, and it usually helps once you've achieved a Once you've done something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so exactly, yeah. When, how far back did you actually start down this path? Yeah, I think it would have been like... 2014 something like that so at this point just to put it in context and in this point all this sort of crypto web 3 it's still unknown to the majority of people yeah 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 and then you've got your parents yeah who are previous generation 
And a lot of them still in 2019, 2020, 2021 have no idea what Bitcoin, Web3, Ethereum, any of that is. So you're breaking it to him in 2014. Hey guys, I'm leaving my uni degree. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So unfortunately back at the time, it was still not crypto. It was still Web2, but it was still leaving uni and it was still a massive deal. Um, Got into crypto like 2016, 2017, but yeah, wow. Like, you know, it was still such a major shock to them, right? Like, you know, just leaving all of this behind because, you know, everything they've done in their life was Mm -hmm. to lead up to this point of their child going to university. And it's like, you're rejecting that gift. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I appreciate everything you've done for me, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just the way they see it, right? It's just... But then from there, how did you end up with Immutable? They approached you, you went to them. Like, tell me the story, man, because I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, after I dropped out, it was a period of just building apps for people, learning the game, and then uh, I wanted to take it to the next level. So I wanted to say, hey, uh, how can I build a real production system that supports millions of users? Because at that point, when I demoed it to 500 people, the app failed. (laughs) because yeah. uh, of some security issues and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, oh shit, you know, I need to go and learn how to build production little apps. Then uh, there was a couple of grinds towards there. Like, um, you know, I couldn't find a job for ages because I didn't have that piece of paper in my hand. Yep. So lots and lots of rejections. Hey, you don't have a degree. We can't offer you a job, etc. cetera, right? Um, so I was very lucky in a sense that I met a recruiter at one of these uh, engineering meetups and he really believed in me. He saw my effort. He saw what I've done. Uh, in that startup space and he managed to help me get an interview at New Zealand's largest media company. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so we went through that process. They really liked me, but apparently the, the, the role just got pulled uh, last minute. So I was a bit devastated. Um, so then, because I thought that was my in, right? Like, yeah. uh, And then uh, it took about seven months later or so um, before they had a new role open and they were like, hey, we really liked you. Come back in. Um, so then... I went back in, uh, I completely flopped the technical interview because I gave them a different perspective than what they were looking for. Yeah. Because I, yeah, it was, it's a bit too technical to go into it now, but essentially I got past it, joined them as a junior engineer and still had that grinding mentality. So even though I had a nine to five job and, you know, the hours were great, I still went home and learnt after work, essentially. So still put into 18 Still putting in, getting that knowledge. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So... Um, you know, I was also very lucky to have a really good technical lead when I joined that company who guided that effort in the right direction. Um, because a lot of people think it's, you know, you just put in the hours and hours and hours and you'll get there. But if that effort is misdirected, um, and you don't go in the right direction, it could all be wasted. It's all wasted time. It's dead time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that's the importance of mentorship and helping you direct that effort in the right area. So you reckon mentorship is essential? I a hundred percent. Like if you get the right mentorship and right guidance from the beginning, your effort is going to be so much more valuable than someone who's putting more hours in than you. Yeah. But going all over the place um, or learning the wrong things that are not applicable. Um, So mentorship, absolutely. So I put in those hours and within two and a half years, I went from a junior to uh, a solution lead at, uh, the largest Congrats, media company. In, yeah, All thank you. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I can't believe it. Because, um, yeah, like some people take, you know, five, ten years to get to that that stage. I had no degree as well. And, uh, yeah, like it was just <laughs> insane. Um, but, yeah, like after I've learned most of the stuff there, um, you know, I, like I said, I got into crypto as well. And at the time I was looking at Ethereum. A lot of these altcoin projects haven't really come up at that point. Mm-hmm. Um but then, so we're, we're what around 2016 here 2017 yeah so i would say like i started getting interested in crypto 2016 2017 mm-hmm. did a course around like 2019 for uh web3 engineering yeah and then beyond that i was like okay trying to look for web3 opportunities in new zealand but there just weren't many and there were a couple of web3 startups but they had some rumors dodging market manipulation that kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe um, not those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah, but yeah. you guys. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, COVID hit 2020. Um, I was like, I've always wanted to to go overseas as well. Um, so yeah, I was like, hey, I think because the rest of the world's closed off, Sydney's a great place. Families here, all that kind of stuff. So I moved to Sydney. Didn't have a role. 
at yeah. the time. Uh, and then just started looking around. The two top things on my list were like Web3 and like legal tech because uh, I'm still interested in that legal space. But yeah, um, yeah we won't dive too d- deep into that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially, um, yeah, blockchain was the top of my list. And uh, when I turned on my LinkedIn profile, a, a bunch of recruiters reached out. Um, Immutable had like three different recruiters that reached out to me. Um, so Immutable, yeah. Immutable chased you down. Ah, oh, well, you know. Man, what a feeling. <laughs> what a feeling. I got yeah, Immutable yeah, yeah. chasing me. Far out. <laughs> oh, when you put it that way, it sounds really, really awesome. But, you know. <laughs> like, Man, what you've done I, so sure, far yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I Dude, mean, I mean, let's just, let's, the one fact here is he's packed up and moved and changed his whole life, not once, but twice. Left a degree, then started in this, then left New Zealand as a whole, moved to Sydney, nothing, no one, no job, and started as a whole again. That's That in itself is very commendable. I a lot of people our, don't leave their suburb because they're too afraid. Yeah, that's right? true. I you hope our listeners are sponging this in right now because it yeah. proves that anything is possible. I mean, yeah. we did say this podcast was going to be special. So <laughs> I'm already mind-blown. Mind we haven't even touched the surface yeah. yet. Yeah. So you're getting chased down by recruiters on LinkedIn? Yeah, there was, there was one week where I remember I had eight interviews scheduled. Um, and, <laughs> like, I know that sounds like a nice problem to have. But at yeah. the time, um, you know, I, I didn't even show up to some of the interviews because I was just way too exhausted. Um, yeah. And, but, yeah, and then Immutable was one of the ones that I really wanted to focus on and do well in. And, um, you know, it was, it was quite a nervous experience because you're like, hey, I'm just a software engineer coming from New Zealand into this much bigger world that is Sydney and Australia, am I going to be able to cut it? Am I going to be able to make it in a bigger city? Uh, that was what was going through my mind the entire time. And then, you know, you're talking to people who have like worked at Google and stuff like that. And you're like, holy shit, how am I going to stack up? Right. And I went, when I did the interview with Immutable, uh, focused on that. And when they gave me the feedback and they asked me to join, I was like, holy this shit, I've, it. I've done it. Like I've, yeah. you know, I've proven myself in Sydney. Yeah. Like, and this was immutable back in the day before, like, you know, everyone knew it. And I was like, dang, that was such a happy moment to, to be like. <laughs> you should I'm, be so proud of yourself. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. Um, because I, that yeah, one yeah. moment was years of turmoil, years yeah. of pain and proving the people that love you in a sense wrong. I mean, because you had conviction yeah. in what you were doing. So that one defining moment would have been that, yes, this is like. I should be so proud of myself. So you should be proud, man. Oh, like that's a you. great thank moment, you. man. A treasured <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. Like and it was just like, yeah, I've I've proven myself to be able to make it in this space. Um and yeah, like it was it was just crazy. But it's you know, and how was the first day starting at Immutables? I mean, what was the vibe? It was been so early then. I mean, we yeah, know yeah. the market moves so quickly. A year to us really is ten years in this market. Yeah. yeah. How was that vibe? I mean, what was it like coming into the team? And Yeah, like it was, it was really, really great. It was a much smaller team, much smaller office back then. And everyone was like really lovely and really supporting. Um, so at the time I was working much closer with uh, one of our co-founders, Alex, um, who's CTO uh, for Immutable Now. Um, and yeah, he was, he was really helpful. Like he gave me a lot of tips and a lot of guidance as well. And He's only 24, which is insane. What? Like, uh, and you know. What? Like, the CTO <laughs> is only 24? Yeah, yeah. But that's crazy. He's, he's come such a long way. Like, He would have been coding in his diapers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> know him long enough, but uh, Can you yeah. Imagine? Yeah. Like, Bro, props to yeah. him as well. Jeez. Yeah. Like, so I'm blown. Insane, right? So what, I'm what's, blown, what's yeah. immutable like, man? Tell me, like, what can you tell me about the culture, all that sort of stuff? Like, is, oh. it, is it a fun working place? Like, is it... Yeah, it, yeah. I would say absolutely. Super fun mm-hmm. working place. Like, and there's a huge emphasis, I'd say more so than any company that I've been at and people have known or told me about. Like, huge focus on people, trying to make people feel happy um, mm. and enjoy working in that space right because you're working on your passion as well eh? yeah, like you yeah, love yeah, yeah, what you absolutely. do this isn't this like, isn't a yeah. laborious job in that regard yeah, it's yeah you go on to work and getting paid to do what you love anyway yeah i would say yeah. like ever since i got into software um you know like i tell all my friends all the time it's like do what you're passionate about because when when you're working on your passion like you can work long hours and not feel it mm. right like 
Whereas if you do a job that you hate, you're going to feel every second. Like, yeah. And you're counting the time down. <laughs> yeah. to like you're just five staring at your it's watch. It's a curse, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, so, and I would say like that's taken to a whole new level with Immutable, like when I was at Immutable because I was just so passionate about what blockchain and decentralized ledgers could do for the world, right? Like mm-hmm. Ethereum opened my eyes to that like back in 2017. Um, and so this was like huge passion. And so... Immutable has grown so much since I've been there. Like the, what it was like working, you know, a year ago, it was way longer hours, much harder grind. So much happening in that one year period that got us to that series C. Um, mm. But, you know, despite working those crazy, crazy hours back then, like I loved every moment of it. Yeah. And I wanted more of it, right? Um, That's a real hustle. And you learn so much. Yeah. You learn so much. In the last year, everyone at Immutable who, who came in or started before I was there has learned and grown so much in that one year leading up to the Series C um, that, you know, despite the hours, despite the grind, we all would do it again. Mm. Um, but I guess now that we've got the money, we've expanded the team, uh, everyone's stress levels has gone <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah. Like there's still so much to do. In so the space. But how how yeah. much are you in the office these days? Oh, uh, well, I've left Immutable. So, yeah. uh, oh, well, before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, wait, before I left, it was, yeah, almost nine to five. But, like, you, because there were so many other things you do, usually you're like up seven, eight. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was way less because I think the, during the week we launched the IMX token. Several of us, we were in the office at 5 a.m. So you woke her up around like 3, 4 a.m. to catch yeah. a train in. And then we finished working at like 1 in the morning, like yeah. for that whole week during the IMX launch. Oh, that's like a meme like, season. You sleep in the yeah. cubicle. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, mean, it was, it was just insane. in the office, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was I insane. mean, when I was going through your LinkedIn, yeah. uh, that was one of the things that really spoke out as well. I mean, mm. kudos to you guys on such an amazing launch of that token. Yeah. I think it said, you know, 78x in an hour. Yeah, like it was, it was absolutely insane. Like I don't think yeah. we even expected it to pump that hard that early. Um, but I guess it it just shows how much value and what like was. I'm really curious on like whilst that was happening. Yeah, what was it like with the team at the time? What yeah. was the what's feeling? Like sitting what, there was it like? This? Oh my god, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, yeah. I know you had some hiccups. <laughs> yeah. You were saying before off yeah. the air with um, yeah. the uh, what was it? The uh, IRU. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was really interesting because uh, so the token was going to go live on Horby at twelve in the morning, and then essentially there was another exchange. I think it's like Bitfinex or uh, something along those lines, and they were selling like IOUs because the token haven't been released yet, right? So there's no way they could be trading this on an exchange yet. And in that exchange, you know, so the token price I think starting on Horby was like sixteen cents. Or something like that, right? Um, that you could get whitelisted and go and buy it for sixteen mm. cents. But on this exchange, the price had gone up all the way to almost ten dollars US per token, wow. right? Within like, and we were just going, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, like <laughs> we couldn't believe what the price was. Like, no one expected it. We were like, "Oh my god, is this for real?" Yeah. <laughs> like, because um, yeah, I mean, it was insane. It was like seventy eight. 100x almost within like you know even before the tokens launched and so there was a lot of fomo in there too so like when the real exchange opened there was just a giant green bar that just kept going up and up and up and up and up and it was insane at one point on okx i remember it being like 13 something dollars wow so within an hour it went from 16 cents to 13 us dollars Unbelievable! So did, did you guys get coins as as part of the launch? That's a good or? question. Unfortunately, not. Um, like there'd be a level yeah. of conflict of interest. I yeah, think there. I think so. Um, I'm not really too sure what the reason was. I there was a huge airdrop though, so some people who played Gods Unchained in the company got quite a lot of tokens. I got Gods Unchained. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I played the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was insane. Like you know, no one thought it'd be that insane. Like. It was just like a mind-boggling moment for us. Because, I mean, for me, you know, looking from an outsider's perspective for a second, I mean, it's so, like, you guys are pioneers. This, in a sense, like, 
it's so at the forefront that hitting that 78x in the hour coming to work every day building in this space and being innovators in this space yeah i mean the feelings of accomplishment must be so huge it's like it fulfills that yes i made the right decision with my life and this is what i want to do for the rest of my life it's i could only imagine yeah it's 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 so insane like in in that moment we were just like so happy to be in that room to be Mm. part of it all and launching it like you know i've got photos on my iphone and like these are gonna stick with me forever these memories (laughs) you know and like popping bottles of champagne like it was just insane um and yeah you know like going back to that moment where i moved to sydney and you know, there was a mutable, like, and there was also, like, Atlassian who were fighting each other, I guess, uh, to have me on their team. Atlassian as well. Yeah. I mean, then, for, just yeah. for anyone listening, uh, <laughs> these are huge. I mean, Atlassian, I think it's valued in the billions of dollars. I think 100 billion. I mean, yeah. and this was a couple of Aussie guys that started that. So yeah. for anyone listening, I mean, Listen to this podcast again and again because it only shows you conviction, believing in yourself and putting in the grind. I mean, sorry, but Atlassian. So you've got not only Immutables saying, hey, let's chat Atlassian. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow. it, was, it was insane. Like I remember that, that week that I got the offer from Immutable, they, they were fighting each other to like try and get their offers in like so I could essentially accept theirs before the other. And then... Um, yeah, like, you know, at the time, Immutable was not known at all, right? Like, it was just a game studio. I didn't even know they were working on a platform at the time. Uh, and definitely people around me had no idea what this was. Um, whereas you've got, on the other hand, Atlassian. And if you're a software engineer, working at a company like Atlassian and having that name on your CV is like, you're Huge, sorted, right? Yeah. Like, your career is is set now. You could pretty much go to every other company and just be like, I'm ex-Atlassian, like, you know, and you're good. But so that was the kind of like dilemma you had, right? On the one hand, you could go with the safe route and get this big brand behind your name, or you could follow your passion and just do it for the learning, right? Like you don't get paid as much, um, you but you're gonna learn so much more. Uh, you're not gonna have the brand name, and at the time, you had no idea whether Immutable was gonna hit it big, right? Uh, these guys were worth like 80 million at the time. It's a big leap of faith. It's so, you know, it's like, it's like those moments that are really going to test like how much you believe in this space and how badly you want to learn it. And I remember saying, you know, like I will take a salary cut just to work at Immutable um, because I just want to learn. I feel like Atlassian, the way you're describing it, you go there and you work and everything and it's cool, but you're a nobody or you can go to Immutable and become a somebody. Yeah, like, I mean... So you've got to have a lot yeah. of faith in yourself, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, at the time it wasn't even really thinking whether I would be here in this podcast talking to you guys yeah. about Web3. It was just like, I wanted to learn how this technology worked and how it's going to build the next generation of technology and systems that people use. That was just what I was focused on. It was like, I was willing to take salary cuts and money wasn't that important. Like, you know, I just wanted to learn. And that's where you're going to get tested, right? Like... Mm safe route or follow your passions and dreams and you know going back to a moment we were talking about the exchange and you know the token launching for 18 billion dollars market cap on the first day <laughs> 18 like, billion on the first day like in those moments you're just like holy shit you know i made the right decision and imagine what my life would be like now if i had gone the safer route and yeah. did not follow my passions i would not be here with you guys I would not be, you know, going around talking about crypto, meeting people in crypto. Like, you know, it's just that one decision to follow your passions or not has has since become so much more than that. Just changes everything. But they say fortune yeah. favors the brave, man. And they say yeah. it for a reason. <laughs> yeah, right? it's all these sayings. It's what reason, they say. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So following on from Immutable. Yeah. Where'd you go and what happened next? Yeah, so I guess um, during my time at Immutable, you know, I went and presented at meetups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, did some topics like intro to the metaverse, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and from there, like, it was really cool. I met a lot of people at these events and then it spiraled out into more events and then just started meeting a lot of people. Uh, and then, you know, early this year, I made the decision to leave Immutable because um, unfortunately my health wasn't very good. Uh, so I had done the 18, 20 hour days for 
the past like eight or so years and I drank way more energy drinks than was recommended on the box to kind of keep up that grind. Yeah. Um, so I think the box recommended like two small cans or something like that. A I drank day. like <laughs> four or five large cans per day. Uh, po- and then it got to the point where like I was drinking it more than water and it's really bad for you. So it catches up to you. Right. So, and then at the start of this year, I had a bit of like chest pain and I was like, it was a bit of a health scare. And I was like, holy shit, am I going to have a heart attack? Cause you hear about stories People drinking energy drinks. Too many drinks. energy yeah, drinks. And they yeah. get heart attacks. They and get then, heart attacks yeah. and it's not good. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I don't want to die before I'm, I'm 30. Like there's so much I haven't done. Kind of like stroke a bit of fear into me. Like so. That wake then, up call. Yeah. That wake up call, you know. And I would say like, you know, I've learned so much at Immutable. I've done so much. I'm so grateful to have had that experience at Immutable. But now it's time to like focus on my health. So, but I'm so bought into the Web3 space now that mm. You know, I'm still trying to keep up with the space today and meeting more people like yourselves, uh, both in Sydney, trying to help expand the Sydney scene, the Melbourne scene if I can. And then, uh, yeah, just meeting people around the global crypto scene and then catching up with people that I met during my time at Immutable as well. So those people who launch collections on Immutable, I want to go and meet them in person, say hi, you know, like, thanks for supporting us and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah. What's your day-to-day, week-to-week hustle grind now? Because you don't just yeah. switch off. No matter yeah, what answers, yeah, yeah. you don't just switch <laughs> off. In this market, no. So, so yeah. what are you doing week-to-week? Like, I'm sure people, yeah. a lot of people out there want to know now, like, what, what's yeah. the next step? But you've gone from this coin launching, blowing everyone's yeah. expectation, working at Immutable, yeah. being part of that huge growth. You have the health scare. Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah, so now I'm going to, you know, speak at events, be on panels. Yeah do podcasts, introduce people to Web3. Also, people have asked me to be advisors on their Web3 projects as well. So kind of exploring that more into that role. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. at at the moment, I can't do too much of an active role because I want to focus on my health. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, helping people get their project up and running, launched, you know, I've seen so many projects go through. I know like, you know, some tips or like guidance that I can provide. So um, yeah, maybe those like advisory roles are what I'm doing. And then also really just like trying to meet more people in the web three space, build those connections and networks. Um, and then when I decide to come back after this health and travel journey, build my own thing, like we'll have that good base of, of friends and, you know, to help you out build and scale. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious purely because I want to know how Australia and Sydney is, is faring in this whole NFT movement. These, these projects that you're advising mm. on and these groups that you're helping are they predominantly Sydney based or are they, so you think our, our market's improving? You think we're starting to thrive and get up there? Cause yeah. So what I say is like, it's still super dominated by the U S like yeah. that's what I've seen. Like most of the projects are in the U S you get a couple in Europe mm-hmm. and then a couple in like Sydney, New Zealand, that kind of thing. Um, but so much of it is still in the U S like 80% or more or more. Um, at least that's what I've seen throughout my immutable journey. Um, so the rest of the world is, I think, still catching up um, just in terms of number of projects, salaries, all that kind of stuff. Are there good things on the horizon for the Australian scene? Yeah, I'd say there's so much development. You know, we've got a lot of notable companies here, like, yeah. you know, Zed Run, Synthetics, like amazing stuff coming out of, uh, and Alluvium as well. Alluvium, Alluvium boys are killing it. Yeah. Did you see yeah. Land drop. Yeah. Land drop. Yeah. 80 ETH start Dutch so auction. The, the one of two plots. Yeah. Yeah. 80 That's ETH. insane. Insane. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's absolutely insane. And I think, you know, within the Australian scene, there's a very big culture of supporting each other and helping each other. See, you wouldn't think that because we're known for tall poppy syndrome. So I'm surprised you say that, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's so Web 2 ego in Sydney. Web 3 is so different. It's Web 3. Web 3 is all about family. It's love. It's tribes. (laughs) It's growth. Yeah, no, like I've I've experienced completely the opposite in Sydney. Like, you know, coming from New Zealand where we're known for having tall poppy syndrome, like extreme tall poppy syndrome. Like coming to Sydney, uh, everyone's just like, when when you hear someone's succeeded, you're just like, yeah, man, keep going, do it, go better, go harder, go yeah. further. And that's what I've seen in Sydney. And it's so different to where I came from in Auckland, uh, where it's like, oh, you know, dial it back, like take down the risk or whatever. Like, dial it back. this is just like, keep going, keep pushing. 
like, and it's so different uh, here. So it's interesting to hear from <laughs> someone who has been around in Sydney longer and oh, how man. that experience has differed. Yeah. So I'm 34, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I grew up here. I'm yeah. a Westie. I grew up out West, yeah. went to school in Parramatta. Yeah. I was, man, I, and we were a minority, right? Yeah. And so we definitely stood out. And so you, you, <laughs> you know, there's all these tall poppy things, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and throughout our journey, we were talking about it downstairs, Shane and I, certainly people have dropped off. Some people don't want to see you successful. Uh, there are people who, who love it, who want to build you up. But the fact that you've come across and you've had nothing but love is just, that's insane. That's a testament yeah. to Web3 and where we're going. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, I haven't really experienced the Web2 world of Sydney <laughs> yet. Um, but yeah, in, in Web3, everyone, you know, whether it's Sydney or Melbourne, like yeah. they're just building you up. You know, they're so supportive. Like every time it's like, how can I help? How can I help you get this off the ground? How can we collaborate together and go further together? Like it's just such a amazing feeling mm. to have that support. Yeah. So tell me... Are you into NFTs? Are you more into crypto? Yeah. What's it about for you? What excites you? Yeah, so in terms of like NFTs and the technology, I'm a massive believer in what that's going to do, especially for the gaming space. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, utility-based NFTs. So one thing I'm really, really annoyed with, for example, Steam yeah. and other online games at the moment is how they allow money into their ecosystem, but they don't allow you to take it out. Right. Okay. So, so a lot of people are investing thousands of hours and thousands more dollars into these games, right? Building economies, doing trade, spending so much time in these games, but they can't cash out um, purely because of terms and conditions. And they've decided, hey, it's illegal to cash out or sell it on the black market or whatever. Um, and so they can't take out this investment that they've put in to improve their real world lives. Right. And you know, joining Immutable, I saw, you know, Gods Unchained, play to earn game. And we got testimonials from, from our users in Discord saying, you know, the money you make from Gods Unchained is not massive right now, but they used it to pay for heart surgery and to get their family through COVID. Mm. And when you hear stories like that, you're like, why doesn't gaming become a sustainable source of income for people? Because it's you, you put so much time into it it's your passion why can't they take that money out so why can't you profit off your hard work yeah exactly i mean we're essentially yeah. saying it is a job right yeah it is the way the people view it and the way they yeah. like you said they Man, put in even the hours. in a third world country making yeah. that 10 15 20 dollars yeah. us a day it That's can be life-changing life-changing yeah. right like yeah. you can put food on your family's tables 100%. you might be making more on play to earn than, than mm. farming i mean don't quote me on that stat but like you know it's well a actually, amount for, of actually for a while yeah. people were doing that i think they were making yeah. in the philippines was it 30 dollars us a day 40 dollars. the average That's wage massive. was 10 dollars. yeah i know we've we're in a bad time at the market at the moment but it was it was yeah. phenomenal for those people yeah and it's it's so it is annoying like steam yeah. bloody steam yeah and uh, you know Obviously, they, they have reasons. They come out and say, hey, like, you know, we want to make sure it's safe for our users and stuff. But let's be honest, like, they're making... There's not to make it safe. Come they're, on. They're, they're making so much money off these, like, in-game transactions. And if they start letting you cash out your Steam wallet, you know, that's not going to be great <laughs> for Valve, right? Like, because they just take the money in, it goes straight to their bank account. All the internal trades are, you know, it does. it's, it's a wash, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, if they start taking money out of their bank account to compensate users for withdrawing money, like. So what games are you keeping your eye on then coming in the future? <laughs> because looking yeah. at that and understanding that yeah. it's like, surely there's got to be some games out there that excite you. I mean, we spoke yeah. downstairs about um, D-Race yeah. and the Australian version. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that sort of thing? Yeah. So I guess the, the game I spend most of my time uh, in is a steam game which is yeah. unfortunate because i'm not going to be able to cash on anything <laughs> for a very long time until gaben decides to you know turn that over <laughs> unlock <But> the gates <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so but i know like during my time at mutable we're working with like very large studios um yep. and i'm super excited i can't say anything about it but obviously yeah. i i'm so excited to see what those partnerships with immutable will yield um because these are larger studios higher quality games um so i'm really excited to see what comes out of those partnerships 
Uh, one thing I did want to ask, because you've been in this for a while now, uh, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Uh, in regards to mental health, I mean, you yeah. you took a big step by leaving Immutables because you put the number one priority first, which is your health. Yeah. But we know this industry and we know what happens. It can absolutely wreck people. I mean, how do you handle the emotions of this, the mental health? I know we do get desensitised to a certain extent, but for yeah. a lot of new people in, I mean... What could we say to them in regards to that, you know, coping with your mental health and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like mental health is a huge, huge part of, you know, our daily lives. Um, and the thing with, with crypto and Web3 is that it's 24-7, right? Like in traditional markets, like there's, the, a close. It, there's a close every day, a closing bell, and then everyone's done, right? And then maybe you go and sleep and then you wake up at, some international market, but there's always a gap or yeah. you're not interested in the other market anyway. But crypto and web three is 24 seven, always on, you know, you can jump into always. Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Discord's always pumping. You're always getting notifications. Like it, it's insane. You always get pulled back in. And I think the, the biggest thing we have to do uh, is to set like hard limits of, you know, when we switch off and when we switch on. Um, so, you know, uh, setting time specific to reply to Discord messages and not trying to reply immediately. Mm. So, for example, community managers saying, hey, I'm going to reply to all these messages between 7 and 9 p.m. or something, you know, like time it to the markets that your users are most active and try smash it out then. But don't feel like you have to reply every second. You know what yeah. I mean? Like set those limits for yourself. And then, you know, a, a really great suggestion that I got from the co-founders of Immutable this year, <laughs> yeah. you know, which has helped me a lot, um, which is to like uh, not use your smartwatch um, or, at you know, turn notifications off at the very minimum. So they've gotten rid of all their Apple watches and stuff and they've either gone to manual watches or uh, like whoops or aura rings, for example, to, to do that yeah. smart tracking stuff. Um, because what they've found is every time they get notifications, they just get pulled and they can't focus on the core issue that they're trying to solve at that moment, right? Whether it's their top number one priority. Um, so yeah, essentially they've, they gave me a suggestion, Hey, like, you know, get rid of your smartwatch and notifications or just permanently leave it on do not disturb mm -hmm. and take that control of your time back. You know, don't let notifications dictate your day. Um, set the time of when you want to do certain things, when you want to focus on certain things and get it done during those periods um, and don't get distracted by notifications. I know we're always like, I was super into it as well because it made you feel busy. It made you feel like you had a lot on. Yeah. And you kept getting notifications like, shit, I'm important. Someone wants to talk to me. <laughs> you know, like, Look at me. You're, yeah. like, you're like, holy shit, <laughs> like I'm in the middle of this. Like I need to help someone. But it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's active. But then... If it happens too much, like... It's a drain. Yeah, it's a drain. It takes the fun out of yeah, it. Yeah, you get exhausted. You have switching costs. Um, you're less efficient during the day. And you don't focus on your top issues. Um, and so you can just go on for a whole week and realize that you've done nothing. Like you haven't made any progress towards your core issues um, that you're trying to solve. So I think that has helped me a lot as a practical tip is to turn off all the notifications and take back control of your time. Take that me time. That break. Yeah. Look, I got to yeah. say, uh, I'm one of those people. I never had a smartwatch. Yeah. Everyone always asks me why. I'm like, I, I don't want any more contact. That's my limit. Um, and I noticed you don't have one. One of the first things, um, <laughs> Shaheen took yeah. his off. Shaheen <laughs> took my watch. He just took his off quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I go to the next step. Like you said, do not disturb. My phone is always on silent. I never have it ringing. Yeah. I, d I just don't, I'll deal with it and I'll get to it on yeah. my time when it's me. So I, I really understand that one and I respect that one. Yeah. So, like and that's yeah. a good bit of advice that. That's Definitely. a great bit of advice because <laughs> I don't think it's acknowledged as much because we're such a small sort of group that we don't really have the people to talk to. I mean, we've been doing this for a year now and it's only now since we've put ourselves out there to come to events that we're meeting mm. the likes of yourselves and we have now our in real life crew and mm. which is absolutely fantastic. So it's a lonely road and, you know, it, a lot of people... Isn't it crazy how in, in real life crew now has come from our Web3 life? 
<laughs> yeah. It blows my mind. Think about it. Yeah. It blows we my lost mind. the first lot of IRL to go to Web3 <laughs> and now our Web3 has become our second lot of IRL. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the yeah, best IRL I'm looking it's for. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because uh, it's nothing but love and we're all trying to help each other for that common goal. Yeah. People around us, we're trying to educate them and I think it's just a flow-on effect. The more that we get this out there to the people, I mean, yeah. more people are going to come on board. I want to ask. Yeah. Don't have to tell us what NFTs you own, but do you own <laughs> NFTs a yeah. lot, a little? Do you dabble? Yeah, I've, I've been given quite a lot of NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, you know, you help people out with their projects, they give you NFTs. Um, so, like, I guess a lot of my NFTs come from that. Um, Are there any that you specifically saw I, and I, went out yeah. and bought and you're like, this is a cool project? Yeah, so I guess, like, I mostly invest in crypto, but, like, some NFTs that I, I kind of just, like, buy it for because it, it looked fun. Right. Yeah. Like, so there was one on the Zilliqa blockchain and it was called quite, quite like, if you like puns, it was called the bear dot market. Okay. Yeah, nice. And I was like, <laughs> this is smart. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm buying a few of these. Yeah. Like, just cause like, it was a cool little cool. name. Like, yeah. you know, like I wasn't expecting to make money off it or anything yeah. like that, but I was just like, you know, it, it just got me. <laughs> like, I was like, I love the name. I love the, the idea behind it. Yeah. Um, so I bought like a few of those NFTs. Um, it was, I think, the first NFTs on the Zilliqa blockchain. Um, and they recently launched their like NFT standard before that. So I was like, yeah, it sounds cool. You know, it's like the CryptoPunks of Ethereum, you know, the first one. Yeah, first one. As well. So, you know, it's, maybe it goes somewhere, but I just bought it because it, it sounded it was cool. cool. Yeah. And yeah, like, a, and we touched a bit on this downstairs. So yeah. I'm keen to see your opinion and perspective on this because... Um, Shaheen and I come across as the buyers, the people out there who look at an ecosystem and think yeah. it's cool. Whereas you come from all the development side mm. and you develop the ecosystem itself. I want to know, don't kill me, Shaheen. No, <laughs> I want to know your honest thoughts and opinions yeah. on Bored Ape ecosystem because I've said this a few times. I used to really want one. Now I'm kind of like, uh you know, if I make it and I get millions upon millions, I'll buy one just to say I have one. But I'm not striving yeah. for that anymore. Now, that's me. Shaheen loves him, as we uh, know. He's got his bias. I've got my mutant. <laughs> and so but I was mutant. honest with you guys. Yeah. I should have flipped him. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, you know, and for all my listeners uh, listening, uh, yeah, I know I said there are times I would diamond hand it, but you have to be realistic <laughs> yeah. as well. Volume was there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because in the end of the day, I could have flipped him and bought two. So... You know, yeah, yeah, like, but it's a good question. I am curious like, as well. What's your thoughts? What do you think about Ape ecosystem, mm. Yuga Labs, how they've handled everything? Like, just, just yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, I would say like I'm probably not the foremost expert on the Ape ecosystem. Um, yeah. it's quite big. There's a lot happening. Um, but what I would say is my experience uh, is that the developers usually make the most money. Yeah, like out of the entire thing, right? Like. Uh, you know, it's like guaranteed money, I like to say, right? So when they launch a new collection and it gets sold out, like they get that hard cash to then do whatever they want with it. And then the royalties. Yeah, and the royalties as well, right? So um, usually the developers win regardless. It's like the house, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the house always wins. Um, what what you have to look at is really you as a owner of that NFT uh, do you believe in that team well enough that they will go through on their promises or are they going to just keep launching collections and keep taking your money? Because, like, they can do it. Um, so what do you think about the Yuga land, the way they handled the, the drops? The other side. Yeah. other side. Deeds, the other side that was, drop, yeah. Yuga yeah. Labs did that. So yeah. could have handled it better. Thoughts? Yeah, I would say, like, you know, Yuga Labs obviously walked away with quite a... Massive yeah. Quite a massive bag over Quite there. Quite a massive bag. And, you know, it's like I don't know any of them personally, but I hope that, you know, they do use that cash to really build out their metaverse that they say is coming um, because then hopefully those pieces of land uh, for the users will appreciate and value mm -hmm. um, because I come from the perspective where I just really hate seeing people lose money, especially those who have, you know, not much to invest um, and they believe in a project only to get, say disappointed down the line i've yeah. seen it's happened so many times i've seen people take out loans to buy nfts for that nft to go down and not be able to repay their loans right i've seen those kind of stories happen before and that really hurts me you know what i mean mm. like because yeah the whales they buy like nfts if it goes down they don't really care 
Yeah. Right? Like it's kind of shits and giggles, right, for them. Um, but it's like the average user buying these NFTs. So I'm just really hoping that the Yuga team like really does something with these apes. Um, but, you know, I, I share the same sentiment with with Vitalik. He did a Reddit post a while back. About it's not about NFTs. Yeah, it's not about, you know, having million dollar apes to play games with. You know what I mean? Like crypto can be so much more than that, you know, mm. helping out the development, uh, developing world community, you know, helping them pay for medical bills as a source of income. That kind of stuff is the stuff that I'm truly passionate about. Um, if you can make some money with NFTs along the way, especially in gaming and utility, like that's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, what I worry about is it's going to get too speculative and the poorer people are going to lose out. hundred um, percent. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said outside when we were talking, right? A lot of people don't remember this. Yeah. NFTs and crypto are two very different beasts in that yeah. crypto you want out you sell your token yeah, and yeah, absolutely. hopefully when you're selling out, there's yeah. a value to yeah, it yeah, unless yeah. it's Luna. <laughs> yeah. But you can usually get yeah. rid of it when you, you want usually, to, right? right? Yeah. But an NFT yeah, yeah. is, it's like a car. You want to sell it. Someone has to be willing to buy your car. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got an NFT project and it's gone to shit, devs have rugged, whatever, anything yeah. like that, you're trying to sell that project, but no one wants to go and buy that shit project. So yeah. you're kind of stuck with this. And people have put a lot of their yeah. liquidity into that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, they're left holding. And unfortunately, you know, after having seen a lot of people put money into NFTs and a lot of people building collections, uh, it's very clear to me that the people who make money off NFTs, you know, are the ones who do a lot of due diligence into their teams and spend hours and hours every day on Discord trying to work with the teams, figuring things out um, and, you know, finding which projects are the right projects uh, to, to put their money into and they make money. But, and some people just get lucky to happen to be in those projects mm. without any due diligence at all. Then May calls them up at 2am, hey bro, you got to yeah. buy this ape, it's only at 0.2 ETH. Yeah. And then six months later, you're sitting on half a mil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sometimes you get lucky, but I would say like, on on average, like the people who... 90% yeah, are Yeah, yeah, like 90% of them are wrecked because they don't even do any research. They're mm. just like, they want to get rich overnight. They so, hear these stories and yeah. that's it. So they're like, hey, FOMO, you know, a new project's yeah. coming out. They don't read about the team, what their roadmap is, whether or not the roadmap's bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just when Lambo. That's all yeah, they want. Yeah, when yeah, Lambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when, it. when Lambo. Yeah. And then you go into the Discord and it's like, oh shit, you know, 10 ETH tomorrow, 10 ETH tomorrow, yeah. 10 ETH tomorrow. Yeah, delist, delist, delist. <laughs> and the yeah. funny part is now they're yeah. abusive. I'm yeah. starting to see this new wave in, in Discords and online. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. They're, they're really hammering people who say buy an NFT and they're like, oh, why'd you only sell it for $1,000 profit? Yeah. But you don't know, this This bloke probably yeah. put everything on the line and that 1000 bucks could yeah. be a week's wage or a month's wage to him. Yeah, yeah he's going to take it. Don't get upset at the bloke for listing yeah. it for cheap. I mean, it's it's his NFT. You forget he owns yeah. it. And I would say like, don't, don't be delusional just because mm -hmm. one project, you know, went to a floor price of 100 ETH. Yeah. does not mean yeah. every other project is going to go to 100 ETH. Like, and, you know, the media promotes all these crazy collections that do really well, but they don't show the thousands and thousands of other collections that never sell out and leave people devastated, right? Mm. Um, and there's like a disproportionate coverage of, of those projects. And that's a bit unfortunate because there's so many projects out there that you see so many people buy into them and they just go nowhere. Um, it's sad and that makes me so sad you know and it just sucks so much ETH yeah. out of the market and it just yeah. it further pushes us deep into this bear market and you just yeah. keep sinking and sinking yeah and you know having been part of that that ecosystem where you worked with developers and people who are building collections you see some collections out there, their founders are 24-7 on Discord. They're like barely sleeping, trying to deliver for their community. And when things go wrong, they jump on it and help their community, right? Like mm. uh, one example is the Moonshot Garage Project. I don't know if you've heard of them, but like they are so dedicated towards their community. And then you see other collections who want to get in there and they just want to sell 15,000 NFTs with no idea why anyone are going to buy the yeah. 15,000 NFTs. So their mindset is 15,000 means more money. 
right? Uh, 15,000 NFTs at 0.02 ETH is more money than 10,000 NFTs yeah. at 0.02 ETH. And that's the only math that that's they're it. doing. Like they're not doing anything about like community building roadmap. That's all in their mind. They're not interested in they're that. They're not interested, right? And then you see like, oh shit, you know, this is going to be a rug. Like you just know. Straight away. And yeah, like I would say like if you're trying to get into NFT collections, talk with the developers, try and figure out what their mindset is and how they're approaching the projects because you can tell a lot about whether or not that project's going to be successful based on the mindset of the founders. Um, because if they're just thinking about higher number equals more money, you probably yeah, don't, don't want to be in that. Yeah, don't invest with them. And yeah. so you said before we got onto NFTs, yeah, you're more into crypto. Yes. So yeah. are we talking, you know, top 50 coins? Do you dabble yeah. in? Uh, do <laughs> yeah. you degen like us? Are you yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, meme yeah. season? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me, man. Tell me what you're into. Obviously, yeah. everyone wants to know. Tell us some good stories. Tell us yeah. some bad stories. <laughs> Fill us in. It's not all wins, yeah. guys. Everyone here, we yeah. I think we could safe to say everyone that's on our podcast has as many bad stories yeah. as good stories. So please don't listen to them. Don't be one of those people that texts us the next day, man, I'm getting into it. Can I buy a Lambo in a month? The answer's <laughs> no. Okay, we're just going to no, clarify that. Not going to no. happen. So, yeah, man, fill us in. I'm, yeah. What's the go? Yeah, I'd say, like, you know, before we get into crypto, I'd say, like, NFT technology, amazing technology, yeah. so much potential. I think just the ecosystem needs to develop and mature, um, and then more people can start coming in as well. Um, yeah. Right now, you just need to have so much research and dedication to get the most out of it and look for gaming utility yeah yeah exactly yeah. Gaming, gaming utility so you hear is, it from yeah, a developer is telling you gaming utility yeah. guys pay attention can we yeah. say anything yeah. more i mean geez <laughs> come on guys look into it <laughs> yeah so um then yeah in cryptos i'd say like you know there are a lot there are a lot of coins obviously and a lot of tokens that mm. you can put your money into game fi tokens DeFi tokens um so the kind of my perspective on say like DeFi and game fi is the macro growth of that industry or those industries are going to go bonkers over the next 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot harder to pick the individual projects and coins that are going to succeed within that space, right? So if you're going to GameFi and DeFi tokens, probably a more diversified approach is better um, because you just don't know yeah. <laughs> which projects are going to succeed. Um, some might have a better chance than others. And you know, a lot of people have asked me to put money into random GameFi projects only for them to tell me the next week that they've lost 60% of their money. Wow. Right. And it's just like, I know GameFi is going to go nuts in the next 10 years, but which individual projects and teams I could not tell you, even if I wanted to. That's so true. Right. It's so funny. I started off with Sandbox, as yeah, a lot of us did. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to catch the gala run towards nice. the end of last year. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell everyone here, I, I, I saw this coming. I liquidated all all of my tokens, got out, mm -hmm. um, and I'm waiting to jump back in at a good buy price. So I know yep. exactly what you're talking about. I had five, six different gaming tokens, and one day two of them would be up 20%, 30%, yep. and the others would be down, and they just rotate. Sandbox yep. kind of went sideways for a little yep. bit there. Still is going sideways. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had that big run, and then just yeah. since then, it's, yeah. I should have flipped my land. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you split it up to make it real easy for our listeners. You kind of split yeah. it up into DeFi and GameFi. So GameFi is your long hold. There'll be a point to jump back in. Yeah. So for me personally, I haven't put any tokens into GameFi or DeFi just because yeah. there's currently no index that I know of that you can spread and you have to spread it manually yourself. Yep. Um, so for me, like I think of myself as fairly risk tolerant, but mm -hmm. not insanely risk tolerant if you know what i mean um so like not full dgen into random projects yeah. um so for me like the only projects i really invest into are like layer one yeah uh usually like top 50 layer ones yep or even in some cases just top 20 layer ones right um because the reason why i feel confident enough to put money into layer one is because whatever happens on the network, it's probably going to grow, right? Like, unless it's a really shit network. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, uh, as you bring on more smart contracts, you bring in more uh, dApps and stuff like that. And a lot of these networks are also offering, like, development funds for people to build on top of their network as well. So 
and you can actually track their growth metrics. It's all public, right? You can see how many blocks are being uh, produced per minute. You can see, you know, how many smart contract transactions. It's like the only token um, that you can see the fundamentals and growth metrics on, right? Like if you look at a GameFi, uh, maybe DeFi, you can you can see that too. But like um, GameFi, it's usually you buy the token, you're trusting the developers to go build something on the side, but there's no transparency really. Yeah. Like maybe you see the smart contract for some of the NFTs, but that's it, right? Um, whereas these layer ones, you can see pretty much everything, how far the network's growing, how many nodes they're adding. Like for me, it gives me enough confidence to like analyze it and see what their trajectory is. And that's where my comfort level is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can move down from like, say, top 10 to top 20 to top 50, depending on the kind of gains you want and the risk you're willing to tolerate. Um, but yeah, for me, that's kind of where I feel comfortable with uh, putting my money in. Um, the others, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe you can get 100x out of it if you're yeah. lucky and you've picked the right thing. But probably the safest strategy is to maybe chain like a few three to five x's together and get there. It might take longer, but it's probably more guaranteed than hoping for that 100x, yeah. which may never come at all. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a like, calculated yeah. strategy because I think yeah. so many people who haven't been from that 2014 experience, because so much of yeah. this is experience, you've seen the ebb and the flow yeah. of the market. Um, but sticking to your strategy, having that emotional intelligence to say, Yeah, you know what, we could hit 100x on a hidden hope, but however, like a Warren Buffett style, I'm looking at the 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 and keep going to 100 and so on yeah. and so forth. It's a, it's a great strategy. I mean, you know, I hope everyone listening, you know, really does, you know, amends their strategies to include something like that, looking at layer one tokens and things like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot better than going yeah. in on, you know, some yeah. of those meme tokens <laughs> that, yeah. you know, just one day you just wake up and it's just the rug. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and a lot of these layer ones, um, they usually have really big names backing them as well. So you feel a bit safer. Like, you know, none of this is financial advice, but like, of course, um, it's just like, in my perspective, at least a safer strategy to still make insane amounts of gains. Um, because in crypto, you know, even you're talking layer one, top 20 tokens, there's still like three, five X potential. Mm. And if you go to top 50, top 100, there's like 10, 20x potential still. Most people don't realize, like right? we say top 50, and it's it's insane what coins are in the top 50. When you, Most yeah. people don't do this. They don't just log on, zoom out, and look at the charts and see yeah. top 50 has some insane coins to play around with at the moment. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And especially yeah. now market crashing, everyone's like, oh, my oh, God, yeah, what are we yeah, going to yeah. do? I'm like, like, oh, my God, what am I going to buy? Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. When I mean, the you got to flip right. it. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Christmas has come yeah, yeah. mid-year. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at some of the tokens that really pumped last year, like AVAX, Solana, you know, Phantom, Harmony, like all of these tokens are on 90% discounts at the yeah. moment. Like, uh, it's Black Friday, but every and, day. Yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. sorry for the people who have <laughs> held the bag, but you know, like... Yeah, uh, but these are, look, you're either yeah. the liquidity exiting or you are yeah. someone's exit liquidity. Yeah, And, yeah, and it's exactly. only one of two yeah. things in this market. Yeah. And I think once people start to wrap their head around that, they start to think a bit different. So what's next on the horizon for you, Clement? Like what's... What's next? What's piquing your interest? You said you're going around a lot of the panel talks, um, a lot of the advisory. Is yeah. this a long-term thing you want to pursue? Is there another passion beneath the surface we don't know about yet? Yeah, I guess I guess for me, like really just meeting a lot of people in the Web3 space, seeing what they're up to, seeing if mm. I can help them as well, you know, be successful projects. Um, like it's something I want to do. Like at the moment, I'm still focusing on my health, you know, trying to lose a lot of weight. Like. Yeah. Uh, I think I got diagnosed as like a 42 year old and I'm 27. Oh, like, wow. So it's pretty bad. Uh, so I'm bring trying that to, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you thankfully it's reversible. Clock. I'm trying to reverse that. So that's my like primary focus. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, meeting people like yourselves, you know, hearing your stories, that's like amazing to me. And I just want it's fun, more of isn't that. It? it is. It, it is, is, you know, man. like it's a good it's time. such a cool community. Like, yeah. you know, um, so I really want to do that. Probably, I think, at least the next year, year and a half, it's going to yeah. be most of that. And then traveling, seeing the world, getting a different perspective as well. 
uh, before coming back to Web3. So um, we're talking next Gary V? Building. <laughs> the next Gary V, the next everything. <laughs> for those, um, for those yeah. that are listening, man, can you shout out your Twitter handle? I mean, guys, please jump on Twitter, follow Clement. Uh, I'm so excited to see this journey moving forward and the things that the next five to ten years bring for you, my friend, because, oh, you know, Thank I'm you. sure it's nothing. We're sending nothing but good vibes from us. What yeah. was your Twitter handle? It's 0xclems, so 0xclems. Yeah. And then uh, Instagram, I'm super active with like stories and stuff, uh, sharing like Web3 stuff on there. So that's just my name, so Clement O. Um, yeah. So give me a follow, that would be amazing. 100% um, guys make yeah. sure you follow because we'll drop all that in the we'll bios of uh, we'll have it on on DJ and Apes you'll see it up there on Twitter you'll see it yeah. on our Instagram we'll, we'll definitely tag you in all yeah. that sort of stuff um, definitely definitely check you out and definitely yeah. guys if you're listening some serious alpha got dropped here from someone yeah. who's just a real nice honest bloke I mean I, we had an awesome time with you today man you're very down to earth yeah yeah no <laughs> very down to earth and man we definitely after the travels to NFT NYC yes and all of that I would love to have you back on to give us some of those stories from that yeah and absolutely. you know help our DJ and Aussie apes uh, oh listeners. man wait yeah photos yeah, for sure. Photos of Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if, if you follow on Instagram, there'll be a lot of stories live from NFT NYC. Um, if you want to hook into that, yeah. uh, seeing all the different, like, creators, you know, people from Polygon, OpenSea, seeing them in real life. Like, if you want to see that, like, yeah, check That'll it out. Be I'll be sick. definitely you know, following like, on the Insta. Yeah, yeah, I'll be following on Twitter. I'll yeah. be on the Insta for sure. <laughs> yeah. Man, nah, that was insane, man. Thank you so much, yeah. Clement, for coming down. Oh, really, really appreciate it. Um, it'll be it'll be so cool to see how you develop and how the space develops. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for some of the things that you said. And every time we do a podcast, this I, I don't know about you guys that listen, but I learn so much every time. Every time. Every yeah. time. So once again, thanks so much for coming out, man. We really appreciate yeah. it. We loved having you on. Uh, to all you guys and girls out there, another podcast from the DJ and Aussie Ape crew with Clement. Check it out. Follow him, Twitter, Instagram. If you miss out on this one, it's your own fault. As always, <laughs> stay safe out there, guys stay and safe. girls in crypto land. Stay safe.